we've been learning about the kingdom jesus preached repent change your mind for the kingdom of god is at hand and if you are tired with your reality if you're tired with the world that you are living in where your world is full of depression your world is full of anger and chaos and violence and you don't feel the peace you don't feel the joy there is happiness but it's temporary you may have things or you may not have things but it's just not the world that you imagined if that is where you are let me tell you jesus said if you can change your mind if you can change your mind you can access the kingdom of god the kingdom of god that is full of his righteousness that has no wickedness that is full of his righteousness it is full of his goodness his kindness his mercy the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit and you and me can access that the first thing is by receiving the person of jesus when we say yes to jesus romans 10:9 says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead you are saved you are saved from your depression you are saved from your sicknesses you are saved from anything that is taking away from taking you away from the presence of jesus you are saved you are saved you know sin sin is the issue that we are struggling with but more than the sin it's the self that we are really dealing with the self-centeredness the selfish life yeah and we are asking god you know god lord only you can change our hearts only you can circumcise our hearts only you can transform us from deep within amen okay so the kingdom of god is a kingdom of order say with me a kingdom of order okay it's not a kingdom of chaos it's not a kingdom of darkness it's a kingdom of light it's it's where everybody sees right it's a kingdom of order right uh, i was i was beginning to watch a movie last night but couldn't go through uh, the the movie was about some mentally unstable people who were claiming to be jesus it's about that it's about how they were experimenting psychologically and studying the mind okay now while i was watching that something that i something that i heard from the holy spirit was a mentally unstable person is somebody whose mind is not in order are you hearing me a mentally unstable person is somebody whose mind is not in order an emotionally unstable person is whose emotions are not in order a financially unstable person is somebody whose finances are not in order a uh, somebody who is sick all the time is because his body is not in order right but jesus said if you could change your mind the kingdom of god is at hand the kingdom of god is the kingdom of order when you receive this kingdom you begin to have order in your life you begin to have order in your life you know one of the things where i can sense that the spirit of the lord is moving strongly one of the signs that i see is when the holy spirit brings order because it is the holy spirit that can bring order out of the chaos out of the void out of the formless the holy spirit is hovering over those things to bring order are you hearing me yes so we have such a privilege 
to have the kingdom of order. Amen? Now, why do we need order? Why do we need order? We need order because order maintains balance in our life. It does not go this extreme. It does not go to that extreme. Order maintains balance in our life. I heard this from uh, Rick Warren. He said, uh, growth is automatic. You don't have to do anything for growth. Growth is automatic. As long as there is balance in the body, you will grow. It is the imbalance in the body that stops us from growing physically or emotionally. So it is balance that determines the growth. And order is what brings balance. If you've read the letters to the Corinthians church, what Paul wrote, the first Corinthians and the second Corinthians, what Paul, why Paul wrote that in a way that he wrote was to bring order to the church. He did not write those letters because the church in Corinth were sinful. He wrote to that church, yes, there was a sin that they were struggling with, but the main reason that he wrote to that church was they were over-spiritual. They were over-spiritual. There was too much of prophetic, too much of tongues, that there was no order in the church. And Paul had to write that and he said, hey, calm down. You have to speak in English also when you come to church. You have to speak in understanding also. Otherwise, somebody who comes who does not know the Lord, how will they understand what you guys are doing? So he brings order. Okay? Why do we need order? Order brings balance. Okay? Let, me, let me show you a verse. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. Jesus said, I am the true wine and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Order in life helps us in pruning ourselves. None of us like being pruned. None of us like being limited, right? Like the, the moment we tell, we tell a child, you know, you should not go there, that's the first thing that they'll do. None of us like, you know, being uh, told to do something or to be in order but it is order that helps us to prune it is order that helps us to be in the stage of pruning and it, that, that is what brings balance in our lives and you know I was noticing one thing if you look across the Bible from Genesis to Revelation you will see all the powerful men of God they were pruned in their season they were submitted to another man of God. And it was not like, you know, they were like assistant preachers, you know, oh, when, when the real man of God, God is not there, you know, you can come and preach. No, they were, they were serving those people of God. They were serving them, like washing their clothes, you know, taking care of them, cooking meals for them. I'm talking about that kind of submission. And I'm saying, even now in this world, that's how God prunes us when we serve one another. You see any general of faith, you see any men of God that have, you know, that, that God has used in the past and God is uh, declaring His glory through their lives, it's because somewhere they have gone through the pruning season. They've gone through the season of wilderness in their life. Paul, you know, he has an encounter with Jesus and he, he has to go to Arabia God does not say, you know, now you can go and preach. Just because, you know, you, you are a double PhD, you're qualified enough to go and preach. No. They had to wait. 
they had to wait because it is in the waiting period that you are pruned and see i'm saying none of us like waiting but if you look in your bible moses waited for 40 years in the wilderness before that 40 years in the palace he i think he was tired of waiting in the palace that's why he killed somebody because he was like this is what god called me to do i should deliver my people but nothing is happening but the lord uses the wilderness the lord uses the sheep the lord uses his father in law to be pruned so that he can come into his calling some of you are in the waiting period and i just want to encourage you you know stay there it's good you don't like it but it's making you humble stay there you don't like it but god is more concerned about your growth than about what you like or don't like because he's a good father amen i just want to quick let's do a quick recap of honor what's the first thing honor gives us access to god's blessings come on say with me honor gives us access to god's blessing what's the second point honor brings understanding what's the third point honor creates order the fourth point that i want to teach today is honor helps us in surrender honor helps us in surrender the intensity at which you really want to experience the kingdom of god think about the intensity at which you want to experience the kingdom of god the intensity will be dependent on how much you surrender to the work of the holy spirit that intensity by which i want to walk in the kingdom of righteousness in the kingdom of joy in the kingdom of peace that intensity is dependent on how much i acknowledge jesus in my life there are two main seasons in our lives okay season of sowing the second one is season of reaping sowing season is a season of preparation reaping season is a season of harvest we none of us like the season of sowing but that is where we begin if we don't sow we will not reap if we don't prepare ourselves we will not see the fruit of it that that is how it is it is the season of sowing and then after the season of sowing do we actually enter the season of harvest but it is when you are in the season of harvest your attitude your attitude in the season of harvest will determine how you're going to go into the next season of sowing are you, are you listening to this your attitude in the season of harvest man i sowed my seed now this is the fruit that i got i prayed i fasted i read the word i was so faithful now this is the time of celebration but it is during that season the attitude during that season is what will determine your next season because your next season is going to be a new level it's going to be a newer dimension are you hearing me okay and that can only happen when you are in this moment of celebration when you are in this moment of harvest if you can take a moment and say you know what it's not about me it's not because of me it's surrendering to jesus it is jesus it is all jesus me exalting him that is what is going to prepare you for the next season and every season that we have 
every new season of preparation every new season of harvest is just taking us to a newer level and most of you okay and i'm let, let me just say this like this most of us why we have missed our season of harvest is because we have celebrated far too much in the previous season of harvest that we have missed out on the season on the next season of preparation and let that cycle get over but can we come into this place of humility, in this place of surrender and say, Jesus, this is all about you. My achievements, my, my, my strength, my materialistic blessings, my church, everything, my theology, my doctrine, everything that I think I take pride in, this is all about you. And it's all because of you. The 24 elders who are surrounded in the throne, in the throne room, you see how they kneel before God and they take out their crowns. They don't just bow with the crowns in their head. They take their crowns down and they worship God because what they are saying is this crown means nothing in front of your glory. So there are two seasons. Seasons of preparation, season of harvest season of sowing season of reaping okay i just want to show you one example from john chapter 6 the story of jesus if you have your bible just come with me to john chapter 6 verse 14 i want to show you how surrender is so powerful how surrender can help you grow okay john chapter 6 verse 14 when the people saw the sign that he had done they said this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Do you know what happened? The story is right now, Jesus has fed 5,000 people, more than 5,000 people. There were 5,000 people who were there and Jesus took five bread, two fish and he multiplied five bread and two fish so much that 5,000 people ate. And there were 12 basketfuls left over. It's, a, it's one of the greatest miracles that the disciples have seen. Probably it's one of the greatest miracles that Jesus just did right now. But I just want you to notice his attitude. What happens? People see this when the people saw the sign. What's the sign? The sign of multiplication. Right? When people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. When people see the signs, they acknowledge the divinity. They acknowledge that he is not normal he's not just human there is something divine about him right now let's read the next verse verse 15 perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself jesus knowing that these people who are coming towards him, they're coming with the intention of making him the king. He withdrew himself. As a child, I never understood what this meant. I was like, if Jesus is king of kings, if he has come to be the king, what is the problem if the people crown him as king? Jesus withdrew himself. He withdraws himself from being the king. Why? You know why? He was not in a rush to promote himself. Although he knew that he'll be exalted, he was not in a rush to promote himself. What happens? He was depending and waiting on God. See, the devil came to him and he said, you know, if you just bow down, if you just bow down, what I'm going to give you the entire world. I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, whatever you are 
you've come here for you've come here so that people will be saved i i'll leave them i'll go i'll give you the entire world entire kingdom if you just bow down you know why jesus did not do that because he was not in a rush he was trusting the timing of the father what does he do jesus withdrew himself from the crowd and why does he withdraw withdraws himself you know uh, i think it's in mark uh, mark chapter 6 it says he withdraws himself to pray that was a habit of jesus every time he would pray he would go up the mountain he would spend almost the entire night praying and you know he would spend time with the father so the moment jesus knew that he was going to be crowned as king this is why the people are coming to him so that he his ego can't can be massaged he was like no see a lot of times when you go through a financial trouble you think it's the attack of the devil right a lot of time when you're going through sickness you're going through depression you're going through family issues you you are convinced that this is the attack of the enemy but we miss the attack of the enemy when he comes to us with pride when he massages our ego we miss his attack pride is his greatest weapon pride is what made lucifer the devil pride is his greatest weapon so be careful that's his greatest tactic and you know that's something that we always fall for you know because we love we love to be puffed up we love it all of us love it but look at jesus he was sensitive why because he was trusting the father he is like only if you exalt me will i be exalted until then i am willing to be dependent on you right so jesus withdrew himself now the next was i want you to read from mark chapter 6 verse 45 it's the same story mark chapter 6 verse 45 to 46 immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd and after he had taken leave of them he went up on the mountain to pray so what did jesus do instead of a, instead of accepting promotion he decided to wait on the lord he decided to wait on the father so he tells the disciples hey you guys move ahead you take the boat go to the other side i will come i'll come i'll somehow make it i i was thinking how, what were the disciples even thinking like he tells us to take the boat how is he going to come the other side is far away but jesus knows something very powerful that when you wait on the lord you have just you have just gone through a season of harvest you have just received the season of your fruitfulness but he knows this powerful principle that it is in that moment when you surrender to god you are being prepared for the next season which is higher than the previous one okay now come back to john chapter 6 verse 18 john chapter 6 verse 18 to 20 the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing when they had rowed about 3 or 4 miles they saw jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat and they were frightened but he said to them it is i do not be afraid see listen to me very carefully what was jesus doing he did not take time to celebrate his victory do not take time to celebrate the miracle instead he goes to the mountain to surrender to the father he sends the disciples to go ahead you know why because he was he was getting into the frequency of the father see can i tell you this you know i want to do this illustration with you where 
the tempo of the music if you don't vibe with the tempo of the music if you go faster or you go slower you miss out on the song are you hearing me how many of you understand that right if you if you want to really enjoy the music you have to go with the tempo of the song you can't go faster and you can't go slower you have to vibe with the tempo of the song there are times in life when god tells us to slow down and it is not for you to be limited the times in life when god gives us these breaks god tells you to wait is not because he is trying to choke you he is trying to limit you is to help you catch his frequency is to help you catch the tempo in which he wants to take you because if you are faithful on on waiting on the lord in the slow season of your life in that waiting period of your life then you can be like jesus who catches up at the speed of the father and starts walking on that sea and against all odds against all storm he is reaching out to his disciples but to walk on the water you need to learn to walk with him in that waiting period you need to learn that otherwise you you will not have the strength to go against the wind you will not have the strength to go against the storm you have to wait on the lord it is in that moment of surrender you say yes this is so amazing yes i saw this miracle the church is growing my business is growing but i am not i'm not going to let this get to my head i am going to surrender and when you surrender you start walking on the water that the lord has for you from one season of miracle to another season of miracle and this newer season of miracle is much greater than the previous one he starts walking on the water he starts walking on the water and I, and i know some of you have waited for some time and i know some of you have seen your contemporaries who studied with you who who worked with you they they have went far ahead on the boat and it just seems that you're still on the mountain you're still praying and it just seems that nothing is happening everybody else has moved ahead of your life but can i assure you when you wait on the lord you you tap into the speed of god because even though the tempo is slow even though it just seems like you are you're meant there to wait but when you tap into the tempo of god because when god moves he moves faster than the speed of light jesus walks on the water he walks on the water right he's walking against the storm he walks on the water he sees the disciples and the disciples are scared they've gone ahead of jesus and jesus tells them hey do not be frightened it is me do not be frightened it is me if you can surrender to the kingdom you will walk in supernatural you will walk in supernatural you know i when i was preparing i was reminded of enoch from the bible it says enoch walked with god can you imagine enoch walked with god he did not go a bit faster he did not go a bit slower he walked with god he was sensitive to how the lord was walking and he walked with god it's a privilege that jesus incarnated he became flesh so that he could come down to our level but just don't stay there he came he came down to your level so that he could pick you into his reality some of us are just too content just knowing yes jesus died for me jesus did this jesus did that but 
I'm telling you the purpose of why he died is so that your life will not be the same. He accepts you as you are, but you can't remain the same if you have encountered him. You can't. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Every step of the way. Being sensitive. Not going faster. Not going slower. Walking with him. Walking with him. You know, for me, the miracle is not just Jesus walking on the water. For me, the greater miracle is John chapter 6 verse 21. When Jesus said, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat. And say with me, and immediately. Come on, come on with conviction. And immediately. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. That's supernatural. They were in the middle of the sea. They were going through storm. There was... There was all sorts of things that were happening. They were worried. They were confused. They did not know how they would get delivered. But Jesus walks on the water. And the moment he steps into the boat, they have reached the shore. I just want to encourage all of you who have been on this waiting period, waiting on the Lord. And it just seems like your waiting is indefinite. It just seems like years of waiting and nothing has happened. But let me tell you, when Jesus steps on to your boat, you reach the shore immediately. Doesn't matter how many years have passed away. Doesn't matter your contemporaries have, you know, how much years of advancement. It doesn't matter. When Jesus steps onto your boat, you immediately reach your destiny. Immediately. Immediately. Honor, honor helps us in surrender. And it is in surrender that we grow from one level to another level. In the season of fruitfulness, in the season of harvest, it is in surrender that we are being prepared for the new season that is much greater than the previous one. Can I encourage you by the story of the disciples who waited on just one word that Jesus said. Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem. Wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they waited. Jesus did not give them a timeline. Jesus did not say, you know, this is going to happen in this time. They waited. I believe if three months would have passed, they would have still waited in Jerusalem. And then, suddenly, the Bible says, suddenly, suddenly, you know, you are waiting on the Lord. It's been 10 years. You're still waiting on the Lord. Suddenly. Do you want the suddenly of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you want the sudden move of God? It happens in your waiting. It happens when you have completely yielded, when you have completely surrendered, when you have surrendered the very desire that you are praying for. And suddenly, and suddenly, I, I, I don't know what you are praying for. But I know this, when you wait on the Lord for that breakthrough, when you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait so much that the presence of God becomes bigger than the breakthrough that you're expecting. When you wait somewhere in that time, suddenly, suddenly, God moves. And that is all that you and me need. And then all those years of waiting and all those years of sacrifice that we thought that this was sacrifice, it just seems nothing compared to what God does in our lives. This is my life's testimony and I think I've shared this with you. Every time, 
every time especially in my season of busyness in the business especially when my business is very hectic and it demands so much from me every time i have prioritized god i have prioritized the purposes of the kingdom i have prioritized jesus i have seen supernatural favor i've always seen that what should take a month gets done in a week what should take a week gets done in a day what should take a day gets done in an hour and i want to bless you with that favor that is upon my life and i want to say as you learn to prioritize the kingdom and as you wait on the lord let the favor of the lord take you from one level to another because it is not about you not about your efforts it is about the spirit of the lord that is working within you so that the glory of the lord will be unveiled through your life Amen. Let Jesus, let Jesus be exalted. Let Jesus be exalted. Let Jesus be exalted. Come on. I have a lot more to say but I'll stop here because I want you to take a moment just to reflect on that. Just to reflect on how surrender is so powerful and you can only surrender when you honor. When you prioritize God, when you prioritize Jesus and the Holy Spirit, when you prioritize his body above everything else only then can you surrender but the beauty is when you surrender when you wait on him it looks like sacrifice in the moment it looks like sacrifice but can i tell you that that sacrifice is not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed within you it's not worth comparing amen just take a moment just take a moment father we need your mercies we need your mercies so that we can we cannot father we need your mercy so that we are not carried away by your blessings we need your mercy so that we are not puffed up by theology we need your mercy so that we are not we do not have pride in us we need your mercy so that we do not take you for granted we need your mercy so that we do not become familiar with you we need your mercies so that we can walk in the freshness of who you are and still be in awe of your presence father father we want to be in awe of your presence we want to surrender to your presence we want to yield to your presence not my will but your will be done not our will but your will be done in my life in my family in my church in my business come on guys say say this with me not my will let your will be done let your will be done let your will be done lord have mercy upon us so that we can learn to honor you and in that honor we can learn to surrender our lives surrender everything that we have lord let this message challenge us today let this message challenge us from the familiarity that we have built let this message challenge our complacency that we think that we have spiritually grown let this message challenge us give us an awakening to open our eyes and see the beauty of jesus to see the magnificence of jesus oh how glorious you are jesus you are glorious we surrender we surrender in jesus name we pray